Welcome to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish. With me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. How are you doing, Ryan? I am doing well. I'm glad to be back talking to you about some commish stuff. And and I'll let you tell them, Scott. Oh, uh, okay. I'll <laughs> tell them that we've become known for our commissioning over the years and got to start. Was there something else you wanted to say? Not that. Okay. No, no, nobody cares about that. Okay. Uh, well, tell them uh, the other part. Tell them the new thing. Okay, I'll tell them the new thing. Uh, today we have with us our second ever guest, Mr. John Bosch, the former Fantasy Insanity host, the, <laughs> the commissioner of many awesome, unique, interesting leagues, mostly auctions. How are you doing today, John? I am doing well. I'm happy to finally get to come on Commission Possible. I want to thank the person out there that messaged me when they I'm heard so the last episode. <laughs> like, I'm so glad. Thank you so much, you know who you are. I really appreciate you sending me that message to give me that heads up so that I did not miss this opportunity. How that many messages person. did you get? Oh my God. It, it, it was at least 50. It was probably, uh, it was at least 50. All 50 of say. our listeners. <laughs> I think every John. single person. No. John, they said, John, they said, <laughs> like, this, this show uh, does surprisingly well. I don't, it I don't got, know how it, was, it does, but it does. Uh, it was pretty funny. People were, people were watching out for me. I was like, I definitely heard it already. <laughs> So. Nice, nice. Well, uh, if anybody listening is new to the show, all our episodes are pretty evergreen, which means uh, you can do what many people do and binge them. We go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas people have sent us. We might go over some of John's today, uh, go over some of uh, our ideas too. Uh, we answer just about every email. Email at, at commishpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at commishpod. John, why don't you give them your Twitter handle just so they can go follow you now while they're listening on their podcast machine. I am, <laughs> su- I am super clever. I am now at John Bosch FF. Oh, nice. Got the got the FF after your name. That's B-O-S-C-H, John Bosch FF. Yeah, the original John Bosch hasn't tweeted in forever, and I've still... You know, whenever we hear that, like, oh, Twitter's going to clear out unact- inactive users. Yeah. Like, I keep, I stalk him, and he's never I'm, active. And it's I'm not, the, it's not been unlocked either. It. I'm the same way with at Skyfish. I keep, it's been a few years since he's tweeted it. I can't get it either. So, I get it. I get it. Ryan, you have any questions for John while we're off the bat? Uh, sure, sure. I think there's some things I would. I would like to know. Maybe our listeners would like to know. We've we've Uh-oh. talked on here a lot, John, just about kind of how we got into commissioning dynasty leagues and went really, I guess, how it became a passion. How starting some of these unique leagues became something we were really interested in as well. So, I guess I just wondered how you got your start as a commish, and then beyond that, what uh, what drove you to come up with some of the the weird leagues that you have <laughs> that you have uh, started and commished. Uh, so I have basically always been the commish of like everything I play in. Uh, I was the person in grade school that ran the tournament pool for March Madness. I, so I was always that person. I did end up starting fantasy football in like my junior year of high school. And it was somebody else's league, which was great. Mm. Cause I, I didn't have to do the work. Uh, Fell in love with it, but it was single quarterback. And oh just a few years after that, I was ready to start a super flex league, but not just super flex. We actually played with two super flexes. Nice. <laughs> so you could, you could play up to three quarterbacks because, you know, I love my quarterbacks. So, How many team league was that? Uh, it started out as like 
eight, it was redraft, mm. so it varied. Yeah. The biggest year we ever had was 14. Which, oh, man, it was uh, – <laughs> it was – I was love 14-team leagues, but with two super flexes, that's tight. <laughs> that's yeah, it basically, it basically made it so you uh, – I mean, the, the first two rounds were all quarterbacks, and then you really had to weigh, do I want these garbage quarterbacks over – other guys it was it was fun like i said it was just redraft i would never i don't think i would ever set up a dynasty that way because man young quarterbacks then would just be insane but Mm. uh but after you know a long time of doing that what really got to me was i got tired of even when i'd have like a good year i wouldn't win anything for it i wouldn't get anything for it it was basically win get runner up or nothing so I ended up designing a league uh, that at the time, I still call it the Empire League. Mm-hmm. It is not an Empire League, though. Uh, and it's basically a combination of a whole bunch of different formats of fantasy football. Because I wanted to compete against my group of friends in all these different formats and right. over a long period of time. So guess what? Maybe you didn't win the league. You don't get the, the prize for the championship. But you got fourth place in like three of the formats. That all, you end up getting like points and, you know. So after five years, we find out who was the best across all these formats. You know, so every spot that you finish higher is better for you. And it what really ended up getting me into Dynasty is as I started writing the bylaws for this league and everything, I started searching for stuff about Dynasty and I came across Keeping Dynasty Weird. And started reading some of those articles from way back when for Ryan. And I wow. just straight up like emailed DLF the bylaws of this Empire League. And I was like, hey, I need some feedback on this. <laughs> and one guy reached out back to me. And I believe it was Mr. Scott Fish. So, mm. and he was like, wow, this, you know, you gave me a lot of pointers on it. I don't even know if you remember that, but. Uh, no, I do. I do remember. <laughs> I do remember the email. I, I don't remember what I said, if there are any pointers, but I do remember the email. And that definitely that definitely got me uh, – I, I got in pretty deep after that. Shortly <laughs> after that, then I decided to start Fantasy Insanity because I wanted to talk about this league and other – at that point then I started finding, you know, oh, my God, this kitchen sink league. This thing's amazing. So well, Let me just say your first two guests on that were the most amazing oh, guests ever. <laughs> it clearly skyrocketed that podcast, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah let's it. let's have a podcast where we just talk about unique fantasy football leagues so yes like thank it. you thank you nothing, to you two who were obviously my first two guests on that yeah that's that's pretty awesome uh since you've since you've uh been in the industry more and more you do a lot of podcasts now you're you, you can probably list all the podcasts you're on at the, at the end for people to to check out but uh you run a lot of auction leagues do, do you do any that are not auction at all uh not that are like regular leagues like some of the contests are not auctions sure um i do have some things like within that empire league one of the formats was a draft league that's Mm. getting changed though so (laughs) (laughs) that that is getting redone um you like to stay on the progressive side of uh of fantasy (laughs) yeah i i honestly I, i really regretted ever having that one have anything to do with draft I don't think I've started just a basic draft league other than the eliminators. I mean, those are, those are a draft, but right. 17 team draft. So yep. 
and and people play in eliminators. They know what those are. Yep. I want to I want to bring up two leagues uh, that just to uh, well at least one league just to just to throw it on here so people can hear it talked about in case they're interested uh, in playing in a league like this on their own or having an element of this. Why don't you explain to the people what Fog of War is? Oh, okay. So Fog of War. Oh, this is a fun one. Um, so I think it started maybe a, a year or so ago. I kind of kicked around this idea with Peter Gant and the, and Ghost. Uh, Ghost, who hates some of the things that takes place during auctions. Uh, and Peter is kind of the same way. He wanted to look for a different way to have, you know, different way to have a startup. We don't like draft. Nobody likes draft. Drafting's terrible. It's not fair. It's the worst <laughs> way to do anything. Um, so Fog of War, we decided, let's just do like blind bidding. I was, at the time, addicted to the blind bid portion of the draft app. You know, yeah. you just go in, you you put nominate a player, you put in a bid, whoever bids the best gets them. That was my favorite form of DFS, RIP uh-huh. draft. That was so much fun. So I fell in love with blind bidding doing that way. And I thought this would be a great way to be, to start up a dynasty league. Like everybody just puts in their bids when these players unlock and it goes through the waiver process. So you have no idea what anybody else is going to (laughs) bid. It was terrifying. I can imagine. uh, (laughs) I mean, you really, you, you have, you have no idea. I I have said before that like, uh, you know, Doing a doing an auction is like walking across a high wire, uh, or you know, and then doing an doing a, a non proxy auction is walking across the high wire, and there's no net below you, and the blind <laughs> bid is getting shot out of the human cannon with nothing to catch you. I mean, it's it was so extreme the differences in the prices. You think you mm. feel bad when you get outbid in an auction and you yeah. spend more for a copy? Oh man, it's it hits you smack dab when that that email report comes and you look at it and you're like, "Oof, I spent the most by like $75. Somebody else got just steal or I way overpaid." Nice. So brutal. Mm-hmm. Definitely definitely a fun way to start a league though. Every every once in a while I like to back up on the show a little bit just in case just for in case people need to understand a little bit better about what what certain things are. Uh, you mentioned blind bidding auction for for acquiring players, which is it's not really out there much. That's a interesting, un- interesting, unique, awesome rule that people should think about. Uh, you also mentioned proxy and non proxy for the people listening. Proxy is where you put in a bid and it, it's kind of blind how bad how bid it's eBay style is basically what it is. It's kind of blind what your max bid is, and and if someone bids you up, they can keep bidding up until they hit that point, and then, then if they go over it, it becomes theirs. Non proxy is the style John and I just get giddy over. <laughs> Ryan w- would not like non proxy. <laughs> he is shaking his head right now. Um, non proxy is not for the faint of heart. Non proxy, the number, the amount of money a a player is going for is always visible, and each time someone bids the clock resets. So you you know exactly how much you need to bid at the last minute to make that player go back to the back to the start of the auction board. Um so there there're just a couple different styles there for people to play in auctions. Uh most people do eBay style, right Ryan? The, a, the over, so. overwhelming vast majority play <laughs> eBay style. Um eBay style uh, I think part of the reason I like non-proxy for bankroll leagues is because 
eBay style draws more money out. That's that's the reason eBay eBay exists. eBay style exists. It it the prices will go higher in proxy than they will in non-proxy. And I like saving money for other things in bankroll leagues. So um, that's why I think it fits in bankroll leagues. Um, John, do you want to? On any of your feelings towards that stuff, or Ryan? <laughs> no, I actually I, I love both styles of auction. I mean, I, I really do love. If given the choice, I, I, I do always too. I enjoy I both. Always do non proxy just because I find that more enjoyable. Um, because the, if it's a you know if it's a private league and you're having fun with your friends, it definitely leads to we'll call it camaraderie. I think yeah. it's probably a good rivalry way to is probably even <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah, people 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 will bid you up. Way. <laughs> yeah, they'll bid you up at the last minute because they know exactly how much to bid. Which <laughs> to is not that. always the right move. And that's really funny when somebody goes, and, and it's bad strategy, but they just want to redline you. That just cracks oh, me up. So, honestly, so. the two styles have completely different strategies for yes. how, to ma- how to manage the board. They're, Which they're, is why they're both fun. It's, it's weird that such a small tweak it changes an entire strategy of how to manage a slow auction board. Yeah. Um. Ah, Ryan, you got another question? I had something, but then it just fluttered away when we when we were talking about uh, proxy Scott, versus non-proxy. Scott got all excited about non-proxy and lost his train of thought. It's embarrassing. <laughs> He's like, I, I haven't done a pig startup in years. Oh, yeah. We got a rival draft going on right now. So, so John, I've, I've talked with you, with Scott, with a couple of other um, commissions around the industry that I trust and and respect. And sometimes we have ideas that just don't work for mm. whatever reason. And sometimes you try them and they don't work. Or, and sometimes you mm. can figure out before you even get the league going that they're not going to work. So do you have an idea that you've had, uh, whether you tried it or not, but it just didn't, it didn't work? No, everything works perfect that I think of. No, oh, wow. uh, right. of course. Yeah. Must be uh, not. Yeah. Um, one thing that I kind of tested out last year was basically no limit auctions and just make it so that instead of having a one day, you know, a one a day nomination max or two a day nomination max or whatever your, whatever your limit is, just remove those. I wanted to see what would happen. So I actually did just like $1 entry uh, to raise a little bit of money for fantasy cares. Uh, And we just did, did like three of these, I think I, I didn't really like, how it went. So I was really hoping that giving, giving no limits to an auction board would open it up and just really give, give anybody a chance to do whatever they wanted. What ended up happening is every single player just went up on the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it got, so that didn't really, I mean, it was still, it was a different kind of a challenge because you, you, nobody could manage the board then. <laughs> Right. All you could do was try to manage a section of the board for like the next two hours. Mm. It was still fun. I would probably do them again just for something like that. A simple best ball for charity. I don't think, I don't think I would ever do it for the startup. Um, the blind bid thing, as much as I love it, I don't know that I'll ever do another one again because hmm. it's, extremely hard on the commission. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. I, I still highly recommend it, but you have to literally go in there and put every individual player on the can't add list right now. There's not functionality to yeah. just Oof. move every single player over. 
Right. So like that takes a long time. And then anytime yeah. a new player gets added in, you have to, you have to be on top of that. So oh. that one just took a lot of manual work. I would still do it again. Uh, so I won't say that it didn't work out because it did work out. <laughs> it just took a lot more work mm. than I thought it was going to take. Did you find teams were a lot less balanced in that, uh, in that format? Um, so I don't think so. I mean, there were obviously some really, really good teams that basically went all in. They sold off their future. That's in a 56 team league, at least what I've seen in the pigs leagues that are 56. And then in the fog of war, you basically have to go all in. If you want to beat everybody else, you, you can't like try to save some assets. It just doesn't work out. And then there are obviously teams that completely punted. And now they have a ton of assets for this year. Uh, a ton of, you know, draft equity, I should say, or auction equity, whatever you want to call it. And then there were some in the middle that tried to do, you know, tried to go both ways. And of course, if you don't pick an extreme, you end up in the middle in these leagues. So I think it, it still stayed pretty balanced. There were a lot of times where the bids were in a pretty narrow range. Uh, there, I mean, there were times where it wasn't too. Some players would have just a huge range, but then there were others where, I mean, the bids were all within like 10% of each other, which was mm. crazy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, everybody was probably working off the same general ideas of, hey, this player went for this amount on average the night before. This guy's about the same tier. Everybody's probably going to bid this. I'm going to bid this much more. You know, so it ended mm. up, I think a lot of people kind of followed the same format. Mm-hmm. Since we got an auction expert on here, and, and this is geared towards commissions a lot, uh, I'm going to ask you about a, a feature I talked to MFL about this year. Um, I wanted to put in an, an auction uh, nomination limit for slow auctions. They could not do that, but they gave they they did make a, a, a concession to maybe help where you can <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> Bentley disagrees. Bentley making an appearance. <laughs> it's not commission possible with uh, commission impossible without Bentley. Uh, they did make a concession and make a make an uh, a setting to possibly help with that, where you can limit how many players a team can bid on at a time. Meaning, if the board is sixty, like you can limit each person to only being able to bid on five players, so they can't like control the board and bid on like twelve players. How do you feel about that? Are there are there good uses for that? And do you generally not like that because you like free, open, wide open auction boards? I'm assuming, or uh, yeah, big thumbs down on using that setting because <laughs> yeah. I hey, if you're in an auction, you should you shouldn't be limited at all. You right. have the option to spend. That's the whole point of an auction is you're not prevented from going to get whatever you want if you want to do it. You can spend your assets to do it. In a draft, you can't do that. No matter what, somebody might not give up the one-on-one player. No matter what you offer them, they can always say no. In an auction, the only way they can say no to you is for them to bid more. So, no, for for me, like that kind of completely defeats the purpose of an auction anytime you put a limit on it. I do really, really wish that the daily limit (laughs) was an option because that'd be a dream come true. Yeah, that's – were you going to say something, Ryan? Yeah, well, I just had another question. 
Are, are we are okay. we moving on? No, no, I got I got some there. Um, yeah, I feel the same way as you, John. For the commissioner service, it's it's gonna work okay. Uh, people were very upset at no nomination limit and very upset about people able to control the board. So we're gonna have to use a variety some some sort of that. Um, I that's think part, that's part of being in an auction. I know. Right. <laughs> like, uh, like that's the whole point. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I'm not exactly sure how to do it, but, uh, there's gotta be some kind of middle ground to figure out where people aren't so upset over someone, one person controlling the board. And, but you can't like with the commissioner service, we, we can't sit and watch nominations every day. Like, how many nom- how many each person is nominating every day and i think your guys's auctions still still track that right ryan like when you do an auction you're like okay you can only nominate one or two a day and you like keep track of that is that right ryan and john yeah i do um so that's in my rules but right below the nomination limit in the rules is a statement that says the commission does not track nominations okay if you would like to point out that a nomination was made illegally because I have fines defined, you know, usually uh-huh. like you, you lose $25 a year yeah. auction budget. The first time you mess up 50, the second, whatever. But so I say, <laughs> if you want to point out that a, that an illegal bid has been made, you must post a public message on the message board saying the owner that did it, the player that it was on, it has to be within 60 minutes of the bid. Cause mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not tracking back like three days. Like I don't, I don't care if somebody messed up three days ago and it slipped through, like don't spend my time having to mm-hmm. go back and try yeah. and, and check all that. So I have, and, and I even say like, if you post a message saying this after 60 minutes, if it's after the fact, then you're the one getting fined. Like, and then at the very bottom, it's like, <laughs> look, everybody, I understand the, I understand the advantage of if somebody sneaks an extra nomination in, I also understand the advantage of trying to get somebody fined if they get mm-hmm. caught doing it. Sure. Just don't do it. I mean, if somebody makes a mistake, tell me, and that's, that's like washed away right away without even really a problem. I'll just take it off. If you, if you make a mistake, you own up to it. I'll just fix it. So we're but like, if, we're like mama bear, papa bear, uh, baby bear on this <laughs> <laughs> where Ryan has like tracks the nominations and, and is probably on people to make their nominations and not go over. You're like, you know, there's a little bit, but tell me, I'm like, screw it's, it. It's too much work. Just, just nominate all the hell. Well, I don't care. And see, I did start Three very I, different styles. When I did my first auctions, it was a required, like you had to nominate this many per day. I changed that after one year to say you may nominate one per day. Cause mm-hmm. that was, that really was, that was way worse than if somebody put in an extra nomination. It was when like 12 of the 14 owners had nominated and it's 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, Oh my God, why can't I get these two now? You know, and inevitably I get up, get a hold of them finally at like 1130 and they put them up on the board, but it would have wasted like so much of my personal time. <laughs> so I've really started to try and write my commission bylaws to make it so they, they don't interfere. I mean, I commission so many leagues that I, <laughs> I've tried to streamline the amount of work that I, have to do to keep each of them flowing. Nice. Ryan, you it's had a question. Good. I have two good. more questions at least, Ryan. So do you have one you want to jump in here now? 
Um, I forgot mine. Hang on. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with mine. For uh, one's a statement, one's a question. Uh, we've mentioned this on the show many times, but if you're going to have a penalty for something, John mentioned a penalty or a fine for for nominating out a turn or uh, nominating too many or whatever. If you're going to have a penalty, make dang sure it is not only written in the rules, but also that you are absolutely ready to enforce it. Don't put in a penalty that's like super extreme and be like, you know what? I, I can't give you this full penalty because that's just that's just too painful or whatever. Uh, make sure the penalty is something you will enforce. Um, and here's the question. Uh, I, I, I saw you nodding to that. I'm just going to tell the audience that John was <laughs> nodding to that. <laughs> um, here's the question I had. Uh, John and Brian as well. How do you deal with accidents in an auction, someone bids too much on a player. Um, they they make an incorrect bid. They bid on the wrong player. They like mean to put eighteen dollars and they put one hundred eighty dollars. Do you delete it and just put the player back up at one dollar? Do you delete it and then put it back on the previous guy for whatever amount that was? Uh, and do you make the clock go the full time again? Or do you tell everybody, hey, there's X amount left on the clock? Uh, you guys know the situation I'm talking about. How do you deal with that that kind of situation? And by the way, if you have that, you should have something in your bylaws as, as to how you deal with that situation as well. Yeah, that's – gosh, that's probably one of the most frustrating parts of an auction, sure. at, at yep. least from a commission standpoint. Um so I, I guess for me, I would say it's kind of a case by case basis, but you have to, I mean, you have to reset um, depending on, depending on what part of the, uh, the rules or the bylaws that it violated, you have to reset. Um, so then going back and figuring out who had the, who had the high bid before, what was the high bid? Um, how much time was left? Those are all major pains. So yeah, they are. When that happens, there there is a fine included, and it's mm. uh, of course a fine of of auction money. Okay. Yeah, there there are so many. I don't know that there's a necessarily a, a wrong answer here. It's just different people do it different ways, probably. Um, John, do you, how do you handle that? So I have an auction going on right now for a startup for auction addicts. I have the thanks for the invite, by the way. On that one, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, appreciate whatever. the invite. Awesome. Oh, whatever. You Did you get invited to that, Ryan? First, I've heard of it. There is no chance I didn't at least mention this to both of you. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm serious. This isn't a DGN thing, Joe thing. Literally, not. I did not know about it until I saw tweets about it. <laughs> I I just lost two leagues this year, so I was like. Man, I, I have I have some openings here, and oh, my, my good my good friend John Bosch is like, yeah, I'm going to start this league and not tell. Anyway, <laughs> no, just having fun, John. Uh, no, how okay. do you deal with that situation? All right, so I like I said, I, I have it really defined, and it says if a player is deemed to be illegal nominated, illegally nominated, uh, this is after you know the reporting procedure that has to happen within 60 minutes, uh-huh. uh, and if somebody if somebody makes their own report, like you tell me right away, if it's an hour after the fact, like you're, you're doesn't matter. You've gone too far. You realize your mistake right away. You let me know. So uh, if the player is no longer under the control of the person that made the mistake, then I just let the board stay. 
if the player is right. under the control of the person that made the mistake, then I del- I have to delete the player auction. I mean, there's there's for me, there's really no way to say like, well, if this didn't happen, this when, once you start doing the dominoes, like it's yeah. too much. So yes. I understand somebody could use that as a weapon. So there are also, of course, like Ryan said, there are fines <laughs> and I have a three strikes and you're out. Like you're going to get fine, fine, fine. And if you mess up again, I don't care. I don't care if you put $200 on a guy that should only cost $2 and the guy that was right on the line above him is the one you wanted to bid 200 on. If you've messed it up that many times, like there's nothing I can do for you. So, <laughs> I, so I will be benevolent to a point. At the three strikes, are they out of the league or out of the no, auction? No, they're not out of the league or the auction. They're just, their bid is standing. Like, oh, you, gotcha. your, bid, your bid stands. I'm not... I'm not deleting anything more for you because, I mean, theoretically, you could, like, say you wanted to get a player off the board and you were willing to take the fine as the hit. You just bid on the player and then immediately tell the commission, oh, I bid on the wrong player. And then that player is just going to have to get deleted off the board and it's going to reset their clock because there's no way in the world that I'm doing the whole tracking. This guy was supposed to go off at 3 p.m. Right, yep. Everybody know this guy's supposed to go off at 3 p.m. Make sure no. if you bid, it's before then. Like, not doing that. The the manual I, manual tracking is just impossible. <laughs> did, did we all learn that lesson the hard way? Have we all done that before? Because I have. And I realized, no, can't do that. I still I think do I, that. You, you, st- you still do that? Yep. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah. I saw it done in another league and thought, oh my God, I can't believe this commissioner is spending this much time. It was probably in kitchen sink. That That is a that is a dedicated hardcore commissioner right there. You're a good Which man, de- Ryan. Defi- defines Ryan McDowell. Uh, <laughs> me, me personally, I, I now have moved on or not moved on, but uh, I've, I've decided it's just too much for me. Because uh, I'm not the man Ryan McDowell is. <laughs> no, it's too, too much. He's shaking his head. I put the player hours. back up. Yeah. I delete the auction, put the player back up for a dollar. Um, it, it sucks, but at, the people in my leagues know that's what I do. So yeah, and as long as everybody's clear and aware of that, and like I said, it, this is in a private league. In a, in a public league, I mean, I, I think you pretty much have to do it extremely differently. Yeah, but this it's, is a league that I mean, it's everybody. I invited them except for you know obviously you two, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a good group. They trust me as the commissioner, and I, I trust them as owners, or we wouldn't all be working together for the league. Yeah, so, you know, right. A little different uh, there. I it does remind me, pigs has great owners, but I don't think there's a penalty for you know if I have to fix that. So people could use that as a weapon, and I don't have a I don't think I have a penalty for that. People so, could, I haven't though, but people yeah, could. I'll have to look into that before these upcoming auctions coming up. Watch out um, for that Bosch guy; he'll try and try and get through those pigs loopholes. For uh, you guys who do Debbie auctions, and we might have some Debbie commissioner listeners, Ryan, I keep asking questions that did you write down what your question was? Yes. I figured it out. Okay. I'm going to write down the Debbie part and you, you ask your question now. Debbie Debbie commissioners uh, stay tuned. (laughs) Um, John, we've talked about some of your leagues, some of, some of your unique leagues. uh, And, and of course, Scott has some, I have some, and we've also talked about, your love of auctions. I think we all, uh, we all would agree there. What would you say is, is next 
for dynasty auction leagues? Like what's something that hasn't been tried um, that, hmm. you know, is, is kind of next in line. I mean, even, even a couple years ago, multiple copies were not, not common. And I know what, that's, that's not what, limited to what kind of idiot thought that would be multiple copy and, uh, bankrolls are good ideas. That guy should be, I don't know, something should happen to that guy. Anyway. I wish I I was innovative to know what the next big thing is. I don't know what the next new thing is, uh, but for me, I think think things that are growing are going to be things like Devi and thing. For me, salary cap leagues are still so small, but I know so many people that have joined them recently because I run them and people just fall in love with that format because it's not necessarily totally dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not redraft either though. You do make a commitment to the players that you want to have and you can keep them for extended periods of time, but you're never in a position in a league where it's like, well, this guy has Mahomes. He's never getting rid of him. Like he's made it really clear. Mahomes is going to die on my roster mm-hmm. and that's going to be you know, so long from now. So for me, the, the salary cap is kind of where I, I think, I think people will start to expand into that because you got, you got the reaction this time with the sunglasses, Scott. <laughs> um, just because I think people will be looking for that mix when you're in a league for a long time, especially if it's only a single copy league uh, and things get stale because the, the the good players don't turn over all that much. I mean, I think everybody can look at their rosters and as many trades as we make studs don't get traded as frequently as, you know, right. your seventh, eighth, ninth starter. But What's if every it? once in a while that player came up in another auction, like, Ooh, it's one year away until Mahomes has to hit the market. Right. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see, I can see that. I, I can also see a segment being like, that's just too complicated to do the salary stuff and the contract stuff. It does. Uh, it definitely adds another variable that some people needs, probably don't like. But it's if you're into the weird leagues like we are, it, it ends up catching you. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could really simplify contracts too. <laughs> I mean, yep. you you can simplify to the to to where it's not super complicated. Um, just a quick shot on the multi-copy auctions that you mentioned there. What's your ideal as a commissioner, ideal setting for number of copies and number of teams? I really think 56. I think you, I think you nailed it when you expanded to 56 for pigs two and pigs three, uh, four copies seems really, really reasonable. But if you can fill a league with 112, uh, owners that you really trust, like, Go wow. for it. For me, <laughs> wow. I think I don't think I would ever want to manage more than fifty six. Fog of War is fifty six, and it is actually designed to expand, um, but it's a best ball league, so there there's a lot less work. And once once you know, it's it's work every once in a while for me. And once that's done, I don't have to really worry about it. So for me, I don't think I would want to manage just because of what it took me to manage fifty six to start mm-hmm. that one. I think going a lot further than that would be a lot for as long as it's a 14 team base, like 14 is the multiple for now. I'm pretty good. Pretty good with anything. that's a multiple of 14, to be honest. 
I think I think Ryan's in that boat too. You're a 14 fan, right? Like 14 I'm not a, team. I'm base. not opposed to 14, but 12, 12 is what all of my leagues are. Is it, and 12 is your favorite? Um, I guess. Yeah. I mean, everything, anytime I start anything new, which it's actually been a while, uh, 12 is just kind of the default to me, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. I, don't, I don't mind 14 for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I prefer 14 with the uh, one 13 weeks of one game against every other team setup. Just uh, feels, you know, fluid and right to me. Like feels balanced. Um, we we're gonna have to have an emergency session, Ryan, when, when they decide to change the amount of games uh, in the schedule. I was though. just gonna ask what what's your all's plan for if they go to 17 games. <laughs> are you just going to expand every league by we're not, we're not ready to talk about it, <laughs> it it's going to it's going to be a two hour commission impossible slash shot cast yes. remix yes, yes. <laughs> that will be fun we will somehow get Ryan McDowell to take a shot uh, I, I, I might need that and maybe many of them to figure out a, a good uh, a good answer for this I think it's possible that just opens the door to unique schedules. Um, I got to imagine hosts are not excited about that possible, like, like the Yahoo's, the ESPN's, the uh, ESPN actually might be the one place that likes it because they already play those double headers goes into week 17. Mm -hmm. So now they would just do the same and then the meaningless game would be cut off. It it might actually work right into their favor, but uh, a lot of the other hosts are going to have to figure, figure this out. I think. Um, At that point, 15 team base will become my favorite. I'm pretty sure <laughs> everything will be 15 team. And I, I actually like double headers. I, I have grown to like playing double headers on MFL. That's a nice, nice setting. At 15, at, at 15 teams, um, uh, one QB leaks would, you know, could see a, a slight resurgence, honestly, um, because it, as much as you try with scoring, it just does not give the value to quarterbacks it should. But if you up it to 16 oh. team, I yeah. I have tested. I have tested. I know what you're going to say, and I've yeah. tested the crap out of it. <laughs> and I, I tweeted quite a bit about it. It, it does not. <laughs> it does in auction addicts because you have 16 teams. Yes. Not, the 16 you- team is what makes makes the big difference. Where, And it's still, I mean, running backs, it was still the most expensive players were uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon. Yeah. But – Mahomes and Lamar, yeah, both unless, must pretty high too. Yeah, if you want, if you want to up QB one one QB league QB value in a twelve team league, you need to make passing touchdowns like twelve points and like, etc. Oh, we should give a shout out to Addison. But, who's, but, that's, but he, who's, that's who's scoring yeah, and using yeah, essentially and, in this. He, he did and, a pretty good job with it. Yeah, I do. I do like that scoring. I there. It's it's funny that every time someone tries to make. QB scoring better. Um, it doesn't overcome the late round QB in one quarterback, 12 team leagues, but what it, what, what's crazy about it is Addison scoring James Coe when he was with NFL.com, uh, Zach Boehner with DLF and me, all of ours had the exact same base to the mm-hmm. scoring. Like the, the same, you have to go like six point touchdowns, negative four interceptions. You have to have completions worth this and incompletions worth this. Usually like one and 0.5 or one and 0.6 or whatever, like 0.1 and 0.6, you know. So uh, 
like like every every one of ours has like the same basic structure and then tweaks on top of it and those work well we should we should tweet out uh addison's um scoring or like you could follow addison i think it might still be his pin tweet maybe i don't know I, i'm not lot, sure if it's his pin. Lot, i don't lot, i don't have people's of, pin tweets memorized Blank stares coming back at me, but uh, do you have, yeah. Do you even know what your? Oh, well, I do know what your pin tweet is. That's yeah. probably the only pin tweet that I know of somebody else's. Yeah. Yours is but fantasy if, cares. If you look up James Coe, like QB scoring or something on NFL.com, or Zach Zach Boehner at uh, and Dynasty League Football, like Google those, or uh, uh, you can like on Twitter search Addison Hayes and like I mean maybe QB scoring. You can probably find it. Um, all of all of them do a good job of. Uh, I think they don't they don't make QBs worth drafting high in one QB leagues, but they do separate the tiers. That's what all of them are designed to do: is separate the tiers, meaning good quarterbacks should be worth a whole lot more than bad quarterbacks and middle quarterbacks, and like it it makes it so they're not so bunched up, and and you you care just a little bit more. So with this one that we're using at Auction Addicts, it's actually got progressive scoring for touchdowns and interceptions. Yep. So your first two touchdowns are four points apiece. Your third touchdown is worth, I think it was seven points. Your fourth touchdown is worth nine points, maybe eight points. I think it's eight points. And then every touchdown after that is worth nine. Interceptions are negative four yep. for the first two. And then negative seven for the third one, negative eight for the fourth one, negative nine for yeah. the fifth and everything after. So, those quarterbacks that go out and throw 250 yards and two touchdowns, like, okay, that's yeah. that's that's an okay day. And in yeah. a regular one quarterback 12 team league, that's perfect. Yeah, that's what you fun. that's that's why you stream a quarterback. Yep. But when you get that third touchdown, like that makes a huge difference. And that's when I started looking at Addison's scoring and realizing, okay, I want to use this and I want to yeah. see how it works. It really and and then obviously the interceptions. I mean. If that guy that goes for 250 and two throws an interception, he's basically not even startable that week. That's just yeah. a, that's a bad scoring week. So it makes a huge Jameis Winston was great in fantasy. He, was, he led my pigs team until you took me down, Scott. Because there's, <laughs> there's no negatives for interceptions. Jack but Doyle, this, baby. Oh, jeez. But with this scoring, like he was not a premier asset last year. <laughs> yeah, you throw you throw multiple interceptions in a game like that, he's not going to be. And that's the guy, that's one of the things I love about Addison's scoring is that and this is why I loved points per first down is cuz when yeah. it was third and one, you can watch and if he gets a first down, you can get all excited just like in PPR, you a guy catches the ball and you're like, "Boom, a catch. Yes, that's a point." Like if a guy's sitting on two touchdowns, when he gets if you're watching and he gets that third, it's not just it's not just yes, another touchdown. It's like yes, that's a nine-point touchdown or an eight-point touchdown, you know. And stick because so it adds a little extra to the watching experience, which is uh, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, think about watching a shootout. Like it's gonna be. I mean, look what SFB did this year with the video game scoring. Everybody was going yeah. nuts when you know a guy just goes off and he just goes bonkers on an SFB roster. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 why I'm I'm a big fan of that scoring that that Addison put out. Um, yeah, I really, I really, I really like seeing that, and I, I I I had to I had to immediately do some uh, some preliminary work on it to check to check it out because whenever you see a new scoring system, I'm guessing you're the same way, John. You see a new scoring system, you're like, I got to see what this does. Yep, gonna go ahead and start a new league, create a yep. new league, and just put in the settings, and then 
look at what it does with the, uh, you know, how many quarterbacks are in the top hundred, how many running backs are in the top hundred. Yeah. Doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. That's, that's <laughs> isn't, that, isn't, isn't that the normal reaction to that? It's probably normal for everybody that listens to this show. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to Let's get back to Debbie, man. We this is the longest show we've done. I might we might have to make this two parts, Ryan. Uh, yeah, it's getting close. Yeah, yep. Uh, I'm sorry about those questions. <laughs> sorry <laughs> so about those listener questions. Th- this this may be this may be the last question unless we go a little longer and actually get to some questions. Got to do uh, some listener questions. Uh, Debbie, how do you guys handle Debbie auctions? Do you? I, I'm asking it like like a game show. <laughs> do you do this or this? Uh, do you get everybody to submit who their Debbie nomination is? You create them and then you put them on the auction board, or which is what I do. Um, or do you do they just email you? I want to put this guy up, and then you create him and put him up, or you create him and have them put him up, or like how how do you handle it? Let's go with Ryan first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we we're having a standoff there. Um, so I, I may I mostly do it the way you described. I ask for the uh, the owners taking part in the Devi auction to submit players they would be interested in bidding on. Uh, so sometimes they send me two names. Sometimes they send me twenty names, mm-hmm. uh, and and that doesn't lock them into nominating those players or bidding on those players. Uh, it's it's just simply we kind of want a pool of players to help get the auction started, and then as it goes along, if if you didn't get the guy you wanted and you need somebody else added, then then that's fine too. We can do that. Gotcha. How about you, John? So I've only recently dipped my toe into commissioning Devi leagues. Uh, only in the last couple of years, and I do it where you can only the leagues that I commission are salary cap leagues that have a little bit of a Debbie aspect, which is fun, especially when some guy goes back to college that somebody <laughs> was expecting to get for four years of the NFL, but now they got two years of college that gets them nothing. Oh. Uh, and then three of the NFL. So that's a that's a pretty big risk there when you when you wow. pay up for a Debbie guy. Yeah. Wow. So but you only can nominate one a year. Each owner can nominate May nominate one a year so they don't have to but they may right now in those leagues the devi nomination is not tradable that was a mistake on my point my part mm. in future leagues that'll be the same that'll be a tradable asset because that's a fun thing to have uh so basically everybody can just add their name to a google sheet of who they want and then i create the custom player as long as it's any way you know I, I like what you guys do with the send me a few names i'll create a big pool and you nominate whenever you want as long as it's not the placeholder nomination that that i just i, I don't like that because that is so dangerous when you're putting up a guy and then in the comments like hey yeah I, I know this <laughs> i know this says amir abdullah but it's actually not amir abdullah it's you know whoever this other guy is and then then if somebody goes and clears that comment out when they bid it just becomes a disaster so to me that's the riskiest way to go okay yeah i i agree i w- that's not the way i would go at all the uh <laughs> the comments placeholder that's i hate that um and it's really tough on the commission i i do the same thing as you john i have a google doc i have everybody nominate two players um they, they we only put it so in pigs we have 56 teams 
I have everybody nominate up to two players, zero to, zero to two players. Some people may not nominate. And then uh, I put the top 56 on the board. I just throw them all on the board at the same time, and then people can bid on what they want to bid. It's uh, nice and simple and quick and easy, um, and that's how I like to, <laughs> to do that. Uh, Ryan, did you have another question, or should we hit some listener questions, or should we get out of here? Um, I don't think I have any other questions. So we can do whatever. <laughs> okay. I let, let's get let's get John to help out with some quick listener questions and I think maybe we we will hit this into two episodes cuz it's pretty long already. Uh hey guys, recently this weekend had a member of our 10 team dynasty league notify notify me he is dropping out. Um this uh this guy has a bunch of uh league owners who have friends that want to join. What's the best way to 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 decide who gets in? Um, they've got a waiting list. Should they go next man up or just try to fi- have the commission figure out who is the best possible fit with the league? Or do you have another method? Maybe hundred yard rush.com. <laughs> I, I pimp them like they're a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. I just love using that thing. <laughs> they only sponsor the bull rush. <laughs> yes. No, they don't. <laughs> I, I should contact that guy. I wonder how many people I have sent his way. That, you, have, uh, you have quadrupled his traffic. Yes. <clears throat> uh, I, I mean, I think you should always try to find the best fit for the league. Um, a waiting list is a, a great thing to have. Uh, and it's awesome if you have, you know, if you have people in line hoping to get into your league, that's a good sign but I don't think it should necessarily be just the next person list. You, you want to find whoever the best fit is uh, based on the commission's determination. Well, I hope we, uh, John, did you, you didn't answer. I'm sorry. No, I, I, complete agreement. I mean, the yeah. ideal scenario is figure out a way to expand and go from a, a 10 team league to something like a 14 team league, but that's really tough to do. So I, I would not recommend that, but that would be, like the dream, if you can figure out a good way to do it, if you've got that much interest to expand the league and try to get to a 14 team league. But like I said, that's very tough to do. Yeah. Ryan's right. You gotta, you gotta find their best owner. You can't just say, Oh, this is the first person to say they want it in. Cause that's not always the best decision. All right. That was from uh, Andrew in Avon, Minnesota. I believe he's emailed before. Uh, next one. First off, love the podcast. As you can see by this title, which I'm not, no, they can't see. It's not. It's a podcast. Uh, I'm getting ready to do a rookie auction soon and want to make a blind bidding money tradable during the auction itself. Uh, how do you find how to do that? Oh, man, I should have read that question <laughs> before. Uh, in MFL, if you go to four commissioners and then set up and then I believe blind bid waiver setup probably – is where it is maybe, or is it under trades? I think it's, I it's know. under I, trades. It's under trade setup. You also have to have so, something under auction to set it, to go to your, under yeah. the auction setup too. Yeah. Yep. So under four commissioners and then set up and then trade setup, you can allow trading of blind bidding dollars. And then under the auction setup, um, you have, Charge winning bid amounts to blind bid balance. And then available auction funds are reduced by current open auction bids. Um, that's how you do it. Uh, we answered that far quicker than I thought we'd be able to live on the air from a, a quick question. You do have to make sure you do it to make sure you tell people if you're using that. 
do not trade away money that you have committed on the board because mm-hmm. it doesn't take it out of your blind bid yes. until the players won. So there is a chance if they have all their money committed on the board, yep. they might have blind bid that it appears they can trade. Got to have something in your bylaw yep. saying, if you mess this up, you're yep. getting fined. Yep. Yeah, basically... I think in pigs, what we have is if you end the auction over yes. a budget, um, and that, and then there'll be some kind of penalty. That's probably the best way to do it. Um, that I forgot who that, that was from. Joe did not say where he was from, so I should not have read it. Um, <laughs> Jonathan asks, my dynasty league has always drafted rookies and free agents together, but I'd like to separate the two to create more, create more offseason activity and tradable assets. Good. We we all agree with doing that, right, guys? Oh yeah. That's, Especially that's... if they're an auction, then you get to have a vet auction and a rookie auction. If it's, where... a dra- if it's a draft, I don't really mind. <laughs> I don't mind them being mixed. Here's where it comes in. I love your idea to go auction everything, but my <laughs> league won't move away from rookie picks. They'd <laughs> like they'd likely to be open to a free agent auction, but I'm wondering how to handle the budget allotment. If we go regular draft for the rookies because they want to. But um, for the free agents, we go uh, auction dollars. How do we allocate that? Do we make them a round of picks and assign money to the picks or what? How would you go about that? How would you help Jonathan? I think you have to, I mean, it has to be tiered so that if you're doing a vet auction in the off season, the teams that were the worst have a little bit money, a little bit more money in the, in the vet auction. Since they used to have an advantage to drafting the vets, they still have to have a little bit of an advantage to auction for the vets, right? And then, I mean, obviously just you guys have scales out there for all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I think splitting it up helps the the worst teams more than keeping it together as well. Um, I think when rookies and free agents are combined into one draft, it only helps the better teams because better free, better free agents or better rookies slide further down the draft board so that those better teams get more of an advantage. Splitting them up is better for the, for the bad teams in the league, better for parity. Uh, Ryan, did you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, not really. I, I definitely would do a tiered system. I like the idea of that I would uh, I would just tell Jonathan to keep pushing for uh, for rookie auctions. Yes, uh, even, even if your league is against it, you know it's, it Scott is. Scott has a system. I have a system. Send them send them our way to our leagues. Scottfishbowl.com slash rookie money. And they might they might get there after they institute a vet auction, and maybe they have a little bit of fun going. Hey, that was a few more days of fun. Yeah. Maybe they maybe then push the auction on them too. Like, hey, what if we did this for the rookie next year? We try. Right. But yeah, I would. I mean, if you're looking to keep it as a tradable asset, uh, have the last round of the of the like, say your rookie draft is four four rounds. Have five rounds worth of picks tradable, and that fifth round is really just picks that convert into money. And you can figure out the uh, the tiers of how much each pick is worth. Um, I think that's probably the way to go on that. Okay, this one is probably a little more open-ended, so we'll make this our last one as we hit 54 minutes here. Uh, Hey, Ryan and Scott and John. Uh, I'll add that. This This is from Alexi. Two years ago, I created an auction dynasty, and I used Kitchen Sink as foundation of league rules. I love the concept, but there's an aspect I hate. Uh, The slow auction uh, allows it so... 
um, when my auction money are all on bids on other players can be won with very low bids and I cannot do nothing above for me. Okay. I see what his problem is. He's saying he can't price and force. Yeah. He, <laughs> he basically wants to do player after player instead of a full board of a lot of different players. And he said doing one player at a time takes too long when you have a 24 hour timer, which yeah. yes, it would. Uh, what is your favorite auction rules and format in dynasty? Um, that's much, much more open-ended, but, uh, how do you basically, let's go with the slow auction part. He's clearly doing a slow auction. Um, and what's your favorite rules for, for doing a slow auction that's, uh, that works well as far as timer and number of players on the board and stuff like that. Ryan. Oh, well, I mean, obviously my favorite is, is pretty much what I use for kitchen sink, which he talks about here. But, uh, so so we do limit depending on what the auction is. If it's startup versus rookie versus Debbie, we limit the number of nominations per team. Uh, and we do have a 24 hour timer, meaning uh, to win the player, you have to hold uh, the high bid for 24 straight hours. It, it does not have to be the same high bid, uh, but you just have to have to lead on the player for 24 hours. Right. The, the great thing about auction though, is, um, there's so many little tweaks that you can make to, to make it fit for you in your league. So if, if Alexi likes the kitchen sink format, but thinks the timer's too long or thinks there's not enough players up, then, you know, those are easy things to change, change it to 12 hours, change it to uh, everybody gets to nominate three a day or, or whatever. Those, those are easy tweaks to make. John. So any of the changes that you make will change the strategy of an auction. The settings of an auction are extremely important as to how you auction. I mean, Mm -hmm. like that, that's a lot of people don't pay attention to the settings. They only care about, I want to get this player. That's important, but the settings of an auction are extremely important too. So if you make a change in your league, you got to make sure that everybody is aware of it, whether they're Mm -hmm. on board with it or not, you know, tough. Sometimes they'll have to adjust. Obviously, a live auction is going to be the best, but like you said, we're not dealing with that. We're dealing with a slow auction. Yeah. I actually prefer a 12-hour clock. It gets by so much faster. You don't feel like that venom <laughs> that I, you feel after holding a guy for 20-something hours. I just hours, wish MFL, MFL could have a, an overnight pause for like a few hours with that. I just wish that was an option. It would be nice, but of course now we play with people in so many different time zones too yeah. that like my midnight is so different from uh, Peter Gens' <laughs> midnight. Yeah. You know, right. that's that's what is uh, that's his breakfast time or whatever. So that that's to me making it a really fast clock. Um, I think that alleviates some of that sting that you feel in a long auction. Yeah, will it allow you to control a board? It's going to be different. Uh, yeah. There's there's really no way it, you're always going to have money tied up as another player might be going off the board and there's it, nothing you can what, do about that. I mean that's the whole strategy yep. of an auction. So yep, I'm sorry I'm sorry to uh, to Alexi here, but if you're doing a slow auction with multiple players on the board, you, there will always be points where you've tied up all your money and you can't you can't bid on on another player. Um, you just it's something you have to work with and deal with. I'm with John. I like the clocks between twelve. And, I like I actually like a sixteen hour clock. But if MFL had a four hour overnight, I would love a twelve hour clock. 
but I'm up all the time. 12 hours would work great for me. It's just, I know I have so many owners that 12 hours wouldn't work very well for. So that's why I haven't made that jump. But uh, yeah, it, probably fine. It just sounds like 24 hours might be just a little too long for this guy in particular. I don't know about his league, but him in particular, because he's got so much money tied up on players on the board. Maybe, maybe the amount of players you're allowing on the board is too many or your timer is too long or maybe both. Um, my recommendation to Alexi would be to lower both of those, lower the limit of players on the board and lower the timer. And then you're not tying up as much money on the board. That's, I guess that's the only thing I would recommend there. And also, uh, if, if you're concerned about other people getting through, discuss auction strategy openly with your league mates. Yep. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't understand that, you know, maybe they're, they don't understand that the bidding is sometimes beneficial. Mm-hmm. Bid on the guy that's going to go off sooner, you know, yeah. make sure everybody is kind of understanding of that because then you don't have to worry about being the price enforcer as much. If you can let some of your other league mates do it. How do you guys feel about the leagues for auctions where you can't Trash nominate or table talk? No. Oh. Oh, you know my feeling on table talk. Um, well, I was going to say, I was going to ask about the leagues where you can't nominate until the player that you previously nominated was one. So basically the board is limited to the size of the league. I don't do it anymore. Okay. <laughs> Just because it's it takes it takes a bit of tracking. I don't have a problem with people that enjoy that though. Yeah, I've actually, I've actually never played that system or that that rule but it doesn't sound like one i would i would enjoy i I played i played two styles of that before where the the player you nominate when he goes off the board you can nominate again or uh the other style i've played that's similar to that is if you win a player you get to nominate a player which is kind of similar to it and it's a lot easier as a player you know when you win a player you're like yes i can go nominate a new player you know so it promotes being active in the auction because when you win a player, then you get to control the board a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to keep going here because this guy, uh, hi guys, my name is Brock from Sunshine Coast, Australia. You know, your podcast is pretty big down under two and I was put on to you by a friend. Very awesome. Yeah, we do have some Australian listeners. That's for sure. I've been commissioning for a while and they've uh, been redraft or draft style dynasty leagues. Just started an auction dynasty league. And it's exciting and interesting figuring out how it all works over and, and they're doing rollover bankroll auction as well. Took a bunch of his stuff from pigs leagues. Uh, not a lot of information out there or auction segments. Well, we're doing a lot of auction on this one and we're probably going to have another auction show down the line because we have, st- we get so many auction questions. Uh, he was uh, hoping we'd do a whole episode on that. Kind of just did, talked about that already. <laughs> Thinking auction is the future. I think we all kind of agree on that too. It should be if it's not. Would love you to hear you discuss auctions further. Starting balances, timers, how many players at once. We just went over those. Um, not everyone loves the chaos of pigs leagues. Well, you just stuff it then. Uh, <laughs> I'm just uh, ration of starting money to blind bidding balance stipend. Also, uh, more information on free agent auctions. How does exactly does that work? Thanks for your help. Love the podcast. Cheers. Regards, Brock, uh, from uh, what I say, Sunshine Coast, Australia. So he, I read it because he touches on a couple of things we haven't touched on. Starting balances. How do we do free agent auctions? Um, and possibly the rationing of starting money to roll over into blind bidding balance stipend uh, in rollover leagues. So um, first off, I'm going to touch on the ration of starting money to blind bidding balances 
for rollover leagues. I personally believe the cheapest you're ever going to get players in rollover bankroll leagues is in the initial startup. So I walk out of that thing basically penniless. Um, John, I'm going to hit you real quick to reply to that before we go on to starting balances. Scott, do you ever see me with money in the pigs leagues? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spend yeah. every penny. In, the in rollover, you're going to get it is when you have it. That's the cheapest ever. <laughs> yeah, it's in in bankroll leagues, leagues. It's exponentially more expensive to trade for players and also to get players in uh, in free agent other kinds of auctions. The startup auction, leave it with zero dollars. That's the best was, was strategy. He, in what was, was he that? asking for the strategy of it, or is he asking like, what do you? How do you? How do you? how do you set it up for what you start out sure. with maybe and then how was, much, how much money is coming in in the future, which maybe he was cut asking in pigs. Like you made a major cuts. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in pigs, what we did was a thousand for the startup. Cause we have deep rosters. And I, I'm, I'm one who personally thinks yeah, I a hundred is really tough to do with deep, deeper rosters. 200 works decent, but I think a thousand is the best with deeper rosters. Uh, when you get down to like 22 man or whatever below, you could probably do 200. I'm never a fan of 100 though. Um, as for, and as far as rations, I do a thousand. And I think, what do, what do we do for rookie auctions? Like, uh, 200 to 400 for rookie auctions after that. Um, I think that's about right. I know a first round pick is 120 to 240, and then the yeah. second is half of that, and the third is half yeah. of that, and the fourth is half of that, down to yeah. 15 to 30. So. Yeah, so I think the top team gets like 400 ish, and the bottom team gets 200 ish, or, you know, flipped, whatever. And then uh, the stipend uh, for blind bidding, 50 to 100 bucks, something like that, um, once or twice a year. Uh, starting balances though. How do you guys feel on 100, 200, 1,000, 500, et cetera? How do you guys feel on that? I kind of said what I feel. I typically do 1,500 uh, in the bankroll leagues that I run. I, I like to start with even more because then it gets a little more action into it. Okay. And like you said, the startup to me, that is when those players are going to be the cheapest. So if you start out with even more, people spend more, <laughs> they have more. Uh, but my my rookie scale is a little bit wider too. It goes. I wanted more of a difference than just what was in pigs, so it usually goes about two hundred to five fifty. Uh, I'll say in power hungry, I actually started out. I messed it way up. I had the that was that's another bankroll league, and I had the rookie scale way too low. It only mm. went from like two hundred to like three hundred and twenty five or something, or maybe it went okay. one fifty to three hundred or something. Okay, it was so low and. Two years ago, no, last year, I, I basically told the league, we've got to fix this. I'm going to increase, you know, I know that people have already traded future money. Some of that future money is going to change in value because we have to get these rookie yeah. scale. The, the top teams were getting so much, such a high percentage of what the bottom teams were getting that it was clearly never going to help the bottom teams. Yeah. So. And that's Since, the problem. You, yes. you need to get the bottom teams enough money in those rookie auctions to actually make a difference. Yeah. Since I realized that mistake, my starting scale now for rookies is way different. Yeah. Way, way different from what it used to be. Uh, free agent auctions. How do you run those, Ryan? Uh, well, first of all, I, I, I started to say you have to, it has to be a contract league. I don't guess that's not really the case, but uh, it's their. I would say they're easier and more um, more important in contract leagues. 
but <clears throat> um, I, I don't know. That's kind of a big question. I'm trying to decide where to start with this one. <laughs> so it goes back to the previous question we talked about that uh, you determine how much money. I would say if you're just doing a free agent auction, that would probably be scaled. Um, I, I know that's that's a, probably a little bit different in a bankroll league, which it sounds like uh, it sounds like that's what this is. So uh, I would have to let you two guys speak to that as, as I've never done a bankroll league. Um, but it, in the kitchen sink leagues, we do have contracts. So once those players contracts expire, uh, you, you can franchise them, but if not, they're hitting one of the free agent auctions, either, uh, either restricted free agent or unrestricted. Uh, and, uh, of course, those have little intric- intricacies too um, that probably are not not worth getting into right now. <laughs> uh, John, for us, it's basically anyone can nominate anyone that's still a free agent and just throw it up on the auction board. Yeah, that's what I do. And one really nice thing about it is for like the veteran free agent, if you schedule it for early enough in the year, like February, that's when I tend to do mine. It is right after, uh, you know, right after MFL rolls over. So basically that forces everybody to pay because <laughs> you have to have everybody paid. Mm-hmm. And it forces everybody to get their rosters legal. Get rid of that IR, get rid of that taxi. And yeah. then what happens is some players get dropped. So that's a good way to follow it with a veteran free agent auction. Usually there's not there's not a lot of gems. <laughs> I mean, there's you might see a few guys get picked up, but it's usually pretty limited. It's still fun because if people get into it, even if it only lasts for a few days and if there's a bat, a bidding war over one or two guys, it sparks the league enough. to have a little bit of fun. Nice. Well, I think that's going to do it for our show today. <laughs> a very long show today. Uh, John, tell people what you, what you're up to, what you're doing, uh, where they can find you, et cetera. Uh, so like you said earlier, I'm at John Bosch. FF on Twitter. Uh, my newest little venture is for fantasy cares. I actually tweeted it out today as we are recording on Thursday. It's in my pinned tweet. Now I'm running a, a contest to raise some money for fantasy cares where depending on when you buy your entries, the price is different. If you buy them now, they're just a dollar an entry. If you wait until free agency for the NFL hits, it's going to go up to $2 and 50 cents. If you wait till the NFL draft, it's going to be $5 if you wait till training camp opens or preseason. I think I made it NFL preseason. Well, if you wait till that starts, it's going to be $10 an entry. So basically the more information you have, the more expensive it is going to be for you to submit a lineup. But if you want to take some chances now, they're pretty cheap. So it's the best ball, create a lineup, submit it. And uh, we're going to raise some money for fantasy cares through that. Uh, as for my podcast, yeah, you can listen to me on Dynasty Wall Street, Dynasty Game Night, which at some point Scott will join. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, is, Ryan is a champion of it. Uh, and Dynasty Panic Room. Panic Room and Wall Street are both on the DTC family of podcasts, and Game Night is on the DLF podcast family network. I think that's it for me. <laughs> that's that's barely anything. You need that's to be all? busier, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not going to be Ryan. Sorry. Oh my lord! That was yeah, that's that was, a good choice. Wow, <laughs> that was that was some stuff going on there. All right, uh, Ryan, do you have anything? I have nothing. <laughs> you never have anything. I swear. 
you with I your never name. have anything going on. All right. Well, uh, my name is Scott Fish. You can follow me at ScottFish24. His name is Ryan McDowell. You can follow him at RyanMC23. Uh, I hope this was, uh, this might have been two episodes. This is really, really long, but thank you, John, for coming on. That was very awesome having a, having a third get, a third person on the show for an episode. Nice talking a lot of auctions. So, uh, at commishpod on Twitter, commishpod at gmail.com. If you have questions or want to contribute, uh, something for us to talk about on the show, uh, we love that. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>